does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Transitioning back into the Colts, joining us now on the hotline, he is, of course, with CBS4 and WXIN Fox 59, the dean of sports writers when it comes to Colts coverage, Mike Chappell. And Mike, I'll begin with this. Um, Is there anything more that we know about the health status of the Colts that we did not know at the beginning of the day? No. No, I mean, we're, we're... I assume you're talking about the quarterback, and, and I would hope people remember that Ryan Kelly Correct. had a concussion as well. So, Correct. You know, oh, by the way, so did your All-Pro Center or your Pro Bowl Center. But no, we're not. And we're, we're not going to know. We're all, you know, we're going to answer questions. And yeah, he's in protocol. We won't know until, well, like, we could know early if he's not going through the protocol, you know, properly and not properly, but in in, in a quick order. We're not going to know until Friday or Saturday because that that's what the, the process, it's five steps. You have to do this, you have to do that. Then you have to, oh, by the way, then you have to have the team medical guys and an independent neurologist pass you. So this is, this is going to linger all week because concussions do that. And it, it makes it uncomfortable, I guess, because you don't know. But, you know, one side thing is the Ravens don't know either. And this is not like – preparing for the same quarterback so uh but no we're not going to know and you know the, the concussions are things that they they take time and as everybody says you know they're like rear ends everybody's got a different one so uh we'll see how this thing goes chap because we don't have those answers all we can really do is speculate so i'll, I'll throw you a speculation question that i had jake answer earlier if anthony richardson clears protocol but ryan kelly does not is there hesitancy to throw him out there against Baltimore's defense, given the importance that the center position provides to an offensive line that already has question marks coming into the year? Well, I would say no, because what happens if Ryan Kelly's concussion lingers for two weeks, three weeks? He had this, and I wish I had my notes in front of me. I mentioned the story yesterday that he had a concussion several years ago, and he missed five games and ended up going on IR. There may have been contributing factors. No, I don't see how. What does that say to your backup players? Hey, you know, we think you're worthy on being on the roster, but we're not putting our, you know, future behind you. No, uh, the the bigger question might be, let's say that, that, that we don't know until Thursday or Friday or Saturday, even Saturday, and, and Minshew has taken most of the reps. Well then, if if Richardson clears, do you play him? Do you start him? I would say yes. I mean, I would he, think also, right? If he's cleared, he's yeah. going to play, right? Yeah. Right. That, that's my. That's that's what I say. You know, well, he, he missed. You know, I remember several years ago, and when, when Jacoby Brissett was a starter, and he, he banged up his knee, sprained his knee at Pittsburgh, and he was questionable all week. So Brian Hoyer took all the snaps with ones. And if they got, they or, or I mean, Brissett took all the snaps with the ones. And when it came to Friday, they Frank said, "Well, we can't, we can't play Jacoby." So they put Hoyer out there against Miami, and he was awful because he never practiced. So, but but I think in this case, Richardson would be able to do that, and I think you would do that. And if you have concerns that 
you know, the backup center is not as good as a starting center, which he's not because he's a backup. Then you then you do things in the game plan to protect him. But it would send such a bad. I know what you're saying, but it would send such a bad signal. And if you do that, then again, what if Kelly's out for a couple of weeks? So no, I, I I think if Richardson's ready, I think he plays. I just do. Mike, one of the things to me, and I wanted you to elaborate on this and give it perspective, I guess, because you would have a a pretty broad perspective on it. I don't want to belabor the point. I've talked about it a lot. Gardner Minshew is a guy that has started in the NFL, had success in the NFL, quite frankly, and he comes here because of Shane Steichen, and I think he probably knew the reality that there was going to be a young quarterback starting. I don't know that he knew that the keys were going to be handed over this early. But I just think he's been the consummate professional all the way to when Richardson is playing well early and they show the sideline shot. I mentioned it yesterday. All three of those guys are sitting there smiling and enjoying the moment, including Minshew. And then his number's called and he's ready to go. And he goes out there and plays well. Would you agree with me, and and, and if you could elaborate for our listeners, on kind of the rarity of that in the NFL in having a a veteran backup that is willing to so readily accept and absorb that kind of a situation? Yeah, I think it really takes a kind of unique player where you want to be the starter. I don't want a backup who says, you know, this is a pretty good gig. I'll, I'll run the scout team, and hey, if I have to play a little bit, I will. And they've had a few of those guys in here. I, I just know they have. But to have a guy who, who has started, he started, what is it, 24 games, has won some games and been in bad situations. But but he understood, when he came here, he, he I'll just read one thing. To me, I think he knew that the rookie was going to ha- get the keys. I just, if, had it been one of the other two guys, Will Levis, I don't know. But I think he came here knowing that that he was more than likely going to be the backup to somebody. Let's remember, he was signed before they drafted. He didn't know who it was going to be, but I think he knew it would be somebody. But I still think it takes a a, a different a different guy to say, you know, I I know I can start. I've won games. I want to start, but I understand my situation, and to accept that and and to be supportive. Maybe he goes home to his girlfriend or wife and says, you know. I'm really getting screwed here, and I'm and I'm not saying Minshew's doing that at all, but but I can imagine that somebody at any position says that. But when the time comes, you step up and play. There was a and I can't remember his name, Buffalo, and, and he he didn't prepare all week, and then he got thrown in the game like early. And I'm not going to mention the name because I'll, I'll I'll forget who it was. And if you're not careful, that's who you are. You go out there and, and you look like you never opened your playbook. You look like you didn't pay attention. And I, you know, I, I don't want to over over sell Minshew's position, but it does take a special player when you've you've proven you can do it. And they give it to a rookie who started 13 games in college, and you've done all you can to help him. But at the same time, knowing well, and, and with Richardson, you almost kind of know you've got to be ready. For, for the next play because of the way that this kid plays, he's going to get, you know, hit and sometimes unnecessarily. So I, I, I really, I, I like the way Minshew's approached it. And, and, and if he, you know, slams doors at home when he goes home because he thinks he should start or whatever, that's okay. But when he's here, everything we've seen is, is, is he's, 
He's got Richardson's back, yet he's going to be ready when his time comes, and that's what you have to have in a backup. Mike, one of the players on Sunday, and and I don't pretend to be an expert enough to be correct in this, so it's entirely possible that this player's impact was not statistical, but rather that they were funneling players elsewhere and and doing their job in minimizing the way offenses were running against them. So maybe I'm totally inaccurate by judging based on a box score. But I will admit to you, Mike, that about midway through the second quarter on Sunday, I actually looked at the box score because I thought, I can't remember, was Shaquille, Leonard, was Shaquille Leonard playing in this game or not? And then I looked it up and I'm like, oh yeah, he is out there. And I yeah, think he, he ended with tackles, I think. Yeah. And at that point he had two or three maybe. Um right. is his impact non statistical or am I correct in saying that we have yet to really see him get going? We've yet to really see him get going. Let's keep in mind he's played really in my mind, he's played two games since twenty twenty one. Last year he he tried his ass off. He did. And it, he just wasn't ready. You know the, the the surgery didn't didn't work, and then he comes back and isn't quite right, and then he gets blown up with remember with Sire Franklin and the concussion, broken nose. So I'm I just I, I almost ruled out last year. So we've seen a guy that is just getting back. So yeah, I understand what you're saying, and I think it's going to be Zaire Franklin piling up tackles, probably maybe breaking his own record. You know that he set last year, uh, but I, but I don't think that. Anyone should say, well, so this guy's done. Not, not at all. I think it's, it's he's back two games. I thought he was more impactful the first game. I just do. I, I, I noticed him more. I had that tackle for loss. This week I really didn't notice him much. But I, I just think it's, it, it's a byproduct of still coming back from a second back surgery. And, boy, you've got you've to first get your, your confidence back in your body, which I think he has. But then, but then it's just getting the in, instincts back, and you get that by playing. So I understand what you're saying, but I, I, I think we've yet to see the best. We, maybe we don't see the best of him this year, which would be disappointing to a lot of people, including myself. But I still think he's a big part of this defense, and it's just it's just going to be difficult not seeing what we saw prior to the back issue cropping up. But I, 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 I'm encouraged, but it's just going to be, like I say, hard not seeing this guy being who we've seen him be. And, Mike, if if Shaquille Leonard does not return to that form, and then you also throw in Quentin Nelson, it would be fair, it would be probably, and I would imagine maybe if it hasn't already started, it would, that people will start to question some of the contracts and extensions given by Chris Ballard and that they overpaid at a couple of positions that, in my opinion, are not as important in today's NFL. And yet, should we not also give him credit for the fact that it's going to look like, I think, a steal the contracts that they have Zaire Franklin and EJ Speed under right now? Because those guys were extended at not overly expensive prices and Mike, I think they look like they're going to be really, really, really good players for the next couple of years and critical pieces for them, obviously. And they already are, really. But Speed in particular, I was impressed by his continued evolution. What say you? Yeah, and, and right now he's he's probably more more capable of making those splice plays than, than Shaq is. Uh, ideally, you'd like to have Shaq back doing his stuff and then EJ – Working in there, but they, they've been trying to get EJ on the on the field for the last couple of years, 
But you're right. No, this is this is all about contracts. You know, people bitch have known about Luke Rhodes's extension and Matt Gay's contract. You know, they're special teams players, and they make you know, relatively speaking, not very much. But but when you do get when you hit on those late round picks, and Zaire just really, if I'm not mistaken, had the one year as a starter on defense when when they re-upped him. And 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 then EJ sort of the sort of the same way. You're, you're you're giving them decent money, decent guarantees, but not not the Braden Smith and Q and and Check. That, that's what you need. You've got to hit on those guys because you're, you're gonna you're gonna pay. They were gonna pay Quentin. They just were. You know, Rick Venturi and I were out in front about. You just don't take a guard at six, uh, you know, just because that's I, I, I'm not built that way. I don't I don't believe that way. But then when you did, he even exceeded your expectations at six. So of course you're going to resign him, and you know you, you can well, you can find ways to do things with the cap. You can you you can you can make it sing if you need to. And 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 when you get the rookie when you get the quarterback on the rookie contract, it really gives you flexibility. But no, but you've got to hit on those those mid-level, in this case, mid-level late late round picks, because generally that that second contract's not going to be the monster contract. So yeah, I, th- th- those were those were good signings. They really were, and those th- those will be staples in his defense for a couple of years. And if they keep playing well, you re-sign them again. Now it'll cost you more. Is Zaire Franklin keeps doing this, and then on top of that, they're just they're good locker room guys. Sometimes that's overblown. Here, it's not. They, they are really good guys to have around. And from a media point of view, let's keep Zaire here because he is a great quote. He 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 is thoughtful. He understands we've got jobs to do. He he he. But but he gives you insight, and, he, and he's a very willing guy. And he's you know. Oh, by the way, he's great in the community. Which is that's the total package, but like you said, you got him on a good contract for the next couple of years, which is you know the full package. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The Dean Mike Chapel, Fox 59 and CBS 4, covers the Colts, taking some time with us here on Query and Company. Chap, when Saquon Barkley hurt his ankle, and it was reported that he hurt the ankle and might miss a couple of weeks on Sunday, I thought to myself, that's what Jonathan Taylor's fighting for. Then Nick Chubb gets hurt last night and is done for the season, (laughs) and it's re-amplified to me, that's what Jonathan Taylor's fighting for. How are the ripple effects, if at all, going to be present from those two injuries and these negotiations from Taylor's perspective, but also league-wide, if maybe Jake brought this up earlier, maybe the Browns come calling now because they view themselves still as a team that is a contending team and they need to fill the hole at running back. Maybe they go get Kareem Hunt since he's been there and yeah. he's done cheaper. But, but yeah, it's not going to impact the Colts' stance at all. But I, I don't think. But I think it would, like you mentioned, it might make JT dig his heels in. I'm not sure how much deeper he can dig them, really, because I think they're dug in pretty good. But no, that it's funny. I, I I posted it on social media yesterday about that, 
and boy, I got some hate people by saying, well, this is why you don't do that. This is, you know, <laughs> these guys are overpaid. You know, and it's that guy on on South Beach Grove where he's bitching at the, at the cost of athletes. Well, the bitch when you go see, you know, you know Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones or Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> it's it's all relative. Let's not mix. Hey, policemen, firemen, and teachers need to be at the top of the pay scale. Can we say that and forget about it? But in NFL terms, running backs are, are not they're, – they're getting the short shrift. They are. They're, they're the most – outside of quarterback, they're, they're the most overworked position, and they take the most abuse, and they get in those piles, and people bend them the ways you shouldn't be bent. But then that's, that's, then that's a reason the teams don't want to invest in them. So it, it's really a bad situation. I feel for JT. I would have given him an extension. I would have. As long as the numbers, as long as they were Nick Chubb numbers, but now, oh, go ahead, Mike. Well, but but again, so it, it's just a bad. He, he's at the worst possible time in his career and in the NFL because again, there is a devaluation. Although I think from the Colts' point of view, I don't think that should have been the over been any factor at all. But here is where he is, and in about two weeks, we'll see what's uh, what's going to happen. Who blinks? I like to think that South Beach Grove is a lot like South Beach, Florida. Pretty similar, right? Yeah, just except for the heat and the and, and the bars and the I don't know the ocean or the beach and all that. So, but yeah, it's it's, it's got south in it. <laughs> That's right. Similar similar lifestyles, the whole deal. Yeah, chap. Last time you were on, um, we were talking about a Beatles song. So I'm going to stick with a Beatles th- song theme. I almost said thong. Okay. A Beatles song theme. Uh, Revolution number nine. Starts out with, of course, just, you know, number nine, number nine, right. and it just repeats over and over and over. And then all of a sudden, the music starts and the tune changes. The Jonathan Taylor story feels repetitive. It's just the same thing over and over. Yes. But is the tune about to change? Well, it has to. I mean, in, in two weeks, something has to happen. Do you believe you know, that – has your tune changed in your thought on the fact that he will not be here? Or do you think there's the possibility now that he is actually playing games for them? I, I keep going back and forth, and I, I I'm kind of in this camp now that they trade him. It it seems like this is a irreparable you know divorce coming. It, it just seems like it, and there will be a market for him. But who's gonna who's gonna give what you know whatever happened, whatever didn't happen prior the prior deadline. I and he puts that he put that video out there last week showing that he's out there running around and. So, yeah, but something has to happen in two weeks. He's got to pass his physical for somebody, whether for the Colts or for a trade, and then he either plays or he does. If he passes his physical and then refuses to play, then we have problems. I mean, then we have an Eric Dickerson situation. I was going to say, it feels like the biggest chasm between player and management since who? Yeah, Dickerson. Uh, really, I, I I can't even know what will be number two. I really don't. I mean, would it be? You know, it, it was interesting because a couple of weeks ago we had Jeff George on, and, and I thought, and I appreciated Jeff's candor, and he was pretty transparent in saying, "Look, you know, I I I erred in the way that I handled situations, and I wish Jonathan Taylor would would learn." from people's past mistakes, and Jeff kind of basically said, including himself. But I don't remember yeah. Jeff's being to this level. Do you? No, no, but they, they they were they were they kept going drifting further and further apart until they finally traded him and Teddy got pretty good return on the trade. 
they may have got more from Atlanta than they got. Yeah, it turned into Marvin Harrison, right? Yeah, really. Because Jeff got Atlanta into the playoffs, and so they got yeah. a first-round pick, yeah. So, yeah, that and it's funny. I've still got the Sports Illustrated cover of Dickerson. It says, Happy Camper. Oh, yeah, one happy camper, yep. Yeah, that not so much. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it, this is going to come down. I really believe, and I've said this before, that Taylor has to be the one to blink. He does. And that's going to require him sort of sort of saying, listen, I'm, I've made my stance totally clear. I, I'm underpaid, blah, blah. But okay, I'm going to come in and play. Uh, and I, I hope he's got that in him to do because the idea of him taking this to, you know, as I've said before, Defcon won by passing a physical and then not playing or whatever or, or, or not giving everything, which I don't think he would do. He's not built like that. And I tell you, the locker room can sniff that out real quick. So in, in two weeks, something's got to happen. Uh, I don't know how the team changes its stance other than to throw some money at him like you know the Raiders did with Jacobs and the Giants did with Barkley for that one year. But any new deal, even a one year, even at the fat in this year, Taylor's going to say, that's fine. Just don't you? You just can't use a franchise tag on me next year. Well, they're not going to do that. Why? Why would they give up their biggest bargaining chip with Jonathan Taylor? I don't. I don't think they do that. That's why I say it. Just it, as much as I'm a player's guy, and I am. In this case, I just don't know how this is resolved unless he steps forward. And th- that's why I say I'm not sure how much further he can get his heels dug in. But at some point, something's got to change because this I just can't see the Colts paying, leaving him on pup all year and paying him. I, I, that, that makes no sense because then we're back here next year. Same thing. So the, you know, the thing that makes the most sense is for JT to sort of come in and say, this is why I did this and this, that, and the other. Now I'm going to ball out for the next 13 games, and then we'll see. It's going to be really interesting in two weeks. Mike, last question for me, and I appreciate the time. Mike Chappell, our sure. guest from CBS4 and Fox 59. Um, limited body of work because of the injury, obviously, and the Colts were able to take advantage of Anthony Richardson's legs, but eventually defenses are going to figure out how to stop that, not stop the run, but certainly key in on it. Have we seen enough to say whether or not we feel there is improvement or there can be consistency in the passing game with Anthony Richardson? Yeah, I think so. He was six for ten. He was doing all right in, in the, and that was early. It was a, what a half a quarter. So yeah, I think so. And and one thing that's funny is, and I mentioned this when he got hurt on that second touchdown. You know, they say you know, and he, he's a young player. He's going to learn how to protect himself. And one of those ways, in my mind, is don't downshift at the five yard line. If he if he runs through the end zone or the goal line, maybe that safety doesn't hit him because he's a yard into the end zone. He probably doesn't. So, yeah, but but I, I do think we've seen enough. And so, I, I, again, I think he, he just offers you so much. And the more that, and the better they can run the ball, Zach Moss ran a pretty dog on well. Uh, I, I think we're going to see this kid grow and grow, and we're going to see the most growth, obviously, in the pass game because those, those two runs he had, he shouldn't have been touched on either one of them. Because, again, I think if he finishes that 15-yard touchdown, they don't touch him. And that, that safety kind of backs off and doesn't hit him in the end zone. So I'm very encouraged by what I've seen. 
just kind of need need to need him to to avoid hits that he can avoid, and there are hits you can avoid on the field that some quarterbacks still don't do. Chap, enjoy South Beach Grove. Give them right. our best, and we'll right. we'll talk at you next week. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get, get my folding chair and go down to the beach right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, sunscreen. Later.